Hello, everyone. Thank you for listening to another episode of Feed to Wet Your Brain. This podcast is produced by Fortin Horseman. Fortin Horseman also produces other content such as movies, other podcasts, and streaming content. When you get the chance, please subscribe to Fortin Horseman on YouTube and never miss another piece of content that we create again. You can also follow Fortin Horseman on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. If you enjoy this podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast on wherever you listen to your podcast. This will help us make better and more episodes for you guys to consume. You can follow us on Instagram and TikTok if you don't want your brain. You can also follow us on Twitter at Zachy the Zombie. And if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please email us at feedonwantyourbrain at gmail.com. And if you have the means, please consider donating on our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash feedonwantyourbrain. We need as much help as we can in order to continue creating content for you guys, the audience. And as always, thank you immensely for listening to Feed Don't Your Brain. Please stay safe and stay sane. Enjoy the show. He that does good to another does good mainly or even only for himself. Mokokoma Mokonoana. Evil Dead. What's up, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Feed Don't Want Your Brain. I'm Zachary Ballard, and with me today again is Anton Moss. Howdy, howdy. Uh, once again, uh, you did World War Z with me. Yes. But we did that remotely. We uh, we didn't have this cool setup that no, you set up here. No, no, it's good to be um, in person. Yeah, so I- I'm thinking I come up here all the time to, uh, <laughs> to do this episodes, because, I mean, yeah, we got the whole setup here. But, um, yeah, I-, I mean, obviously, you know more about the Evil Dead than me, um, so, like, when, when was the first time that you watched The Evil Dead? Uh, first time that I watched The Evil Dead was uh, middle of 2020 uh, mm-hmm. in the pandemic. Uh, right when I... Uh, I had shortly gotten into my... I, I had soon after gotten into my horror kick. Um, mm-hmm. And the uh, Blu-ray that I have that's a combo disc of Evil Dead 1 and 2 was one of mm-hmm. the first movies that I bought uh, alongside some others. And so I first watched it in the throngs of the great pandemic mm-hmm. and watched it by myself in my basement with all the lights off and it was an absolute fever dream <laughs> the whole time <laughs> but uh yeah so that was my first time yeah cool 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 yeah this was my first time watching it and you know i i saw you mention it on twitter and i thought you know this would be a per and i was just making up the schedule for the season four of this podcast so i was like this would be perfect to do all of them oh sure before they uh come out so um, let's, let's kind of die. I want to kind of talk about like the logistics of the movie, um, you know, us being film guys, and then we can dive into some of the moral dilemmas and stuff that we saw. So, um, I, I thought it was interesting cause you said before that this was an independent film and it was so good for being an independent film. Yeah. It's, it's so clearly a labor of love. Mm-hmm. I think, I think at the end, because they had pitched the idea around a little bit and they only had some financial backing, mm-hmm. I think the final budget was like uh, 3,500. That's that crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that's still more than films I make. Oh, but. sure. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I'll take, I will take 3,500 uh-huh. oh, any yeah, day. For sure. But, but yeah, no, then it raked in over 2 million. Yeah. Uh, which is crazy. Yeah. Such a good profit margin. Big time. Uh-huh. Big time. But yeah, I, I agree. It's, it really is surprising in how much of it holds up both mm-hmm. in the look of the film, uh, but also in just how it's crafted mm-hmm. as well. Uh, sometimes when it comes to uh, '80s horror, is a is a is a little 
you know, it's my, my guilty pleasure. Mm -hmm. And especially because I watch most of my movies on physical media and Blu-rays, sometimes that HD transfer really works against a movie mm -hmm. and, and kind of, you know, you're able to see behind the curtain a little bit. And that mm -hmm. happened, I would say, a, a good few yeah. times with this movie. But there was just something so charming about being able to see the rough edges and to yeah. see the works in progress yeah. that... I agree. Just made it more enjoyable at that case. Yeah, and I, I think, and like the special effects were so good for being in the '80s. And I mentioned that while we were watching it, and like we like just how much they cared about the movie too. Like yeah. they put so much detail into oh, it. Oh yeah. And like even even though the special effects were different, sometimes like sometimes they did practical effects at the end. It did stop motion. Yes. Sometimes they threw in some CGI. You know, like with the lightning. Um, the moon was made by a projector. Oh, um, nice. Mm -hmm. And, like, but even then, like, with that kind of budget and with it being in that time period, the special effects were great. Yeah. They were fantastic. 100%. And and the gore was great. The, you know, um, I think, I think I was desensitized in high school to gore. Sure. Because now, every time I watch gore, I'm like, how did I watch this before? Oh, sure, Without sure. throwing up. But, yeah, the gore was great. Um, yeah, I just really, I really enjoyed watching the technical aspects of the film. I also enjoyed watching the cinematography and how the cameraman moved the camera. Like you could tell that this that the director of photography really loved his job. Oh sure. Like, really loved what he was doing. Yeah, he was played doing around. experimental shots. Yeah. Yeah, one hundred percent. I I believe I and don't quote me on this, but I I'm pretty sure that this movie was one of the first instances of a steady cam mm. where the the scenes where it was the the evil entity I think is what they dubbed it when it's the POV shot through the mm -hmm. woods and everything they they strapped their camera to a two by four and then yeah. had two people run around with it but because of that it was one of the first movies to utilize a steady cam in yeah. in instances like that and it's that's cool so fascinating mm -hmm. yeah and and with you mentioning that it was an indie film I I thought it was interesting that like the actors, they acted the same as they did in any other 80s film, and I thought that was, like, just the style of acting back then. Sure. But I I think that's just how people acted in the 70s. <laughs> I mean, like, I, but, like, our parents don't act like that now. I wonder if they, like, changed their mannerisms with the culture or, or what, because, like, I, I don't think that acting students would have, you know, these non-acting people, actors, would have, like, um, conformed to you know, the acting style. Oh, they would have just yeah. done what they did. Yeah, normally, yeah, yeah. You the, know? the same Loomis from Halloween and mm -hmm. everything, yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. It's 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 fascinating seeing just the, the scope of the movie. And I've always wondered, like, I don't know, because, again, one of my favorite things about watching 80s horror mm -hmm. movies is kind of putting myself in the shoes of, like, what would it be like to have seen this mm -hmm. at the time? And yeah. especially... Because both of us had moments in this movie where there were there were shots of gore or mm -hmm. specific scares that we were both like, oh, <laughs> oh, okay. And so I can't even imagine. This movie actually was the reason that in the United Kingdom, the video nasties were created. And it mm -hmm. was a list of movies that were banned from being uh -huh. like distributed in, yeah. in video rental stores and things like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Cannibal Holocaust. Mm -hmm. This movie was all a part of it. And... All those darn American movies. Oh, man. They They're just... have to block it. <laughs> they, too much. Too excessive. <laughs> too much freedom. And, <laughs> man, here we are now mm -hmm. with a new Evil Dead movie coming out. Yeah. And the trailers alone, I'm like, this is going to be a hard watch. But I get yeah. to experience what it would be like to have seen mm -hmm. an Evil Dead movie in theaters. So Yeah. 
Yeah, and it's cool. It's cool, like doing stuff like this with the podcast. I haven't done a lot. I've missed a few of the new zombie stuff that has come out in the past few years. Right. But like, I w- I was following up on The Last of Us, and I want to make sure, sure like, I have to get episodes out while this 100%, is coming out. And yeah. then, you know, Evil Dead is coming out, and I was like, okay, this is really perfect for <laughs> the season, you know? Right. But, like, so I am, I'm very excited to, like, get an episode out, you know, the day after Evil, the new Evil Dead Rise comes out. Oh, sure, out. But, sure. um, anyway, let's talk about the kinds of zombies that they are, because they are extremely different from the brainless, animalistic kind of zombies oh, that we see in other time. zombie media. Yeah. You know, and, like, I in Wreck, I don't know if you've seen the Wreck movies. Yes. Yes. I mean, they're they're demonic zombies, uh, but they're a little bit different in this one. But I think demonic zombies, every zombie is terrifying in their own way. Oh, sure. Except for maybe Walking Dead zombies. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but like the the evil dead zombies, the deadites, are so scary because, and and I, I thought about this is like when they stopped being possessed, when they like. Gave oh, control yeah. back to you know yeah. the the people that mm-hmm. were actually in the bodies mm-hmm. and then went back in. I was like, that's a whole other level, yeah, of like fear. Yeah, and like okay, do I actually kill you now? <laughs> you know, because oh, normal yeah. zombies don't do that. No, no. Once they're zombie, they're zombie. Yeah, yeah. Deadites, deadites play nasty. Mm-hmm. They like they will. It's it's they have so much fun tormenting their victims yeah. and it's so and you could definitely clear. see that like 100 percent. it wasn't about just eating it wasn't about just like the zombie needing to feed itself sure. it was all about like i'm gonna psychologically harm you yeah i'm going to break you yeah. and then i'm going to kill you uh-huh and and like even even in the sense of like you know normal zombies like, being attacked by a normal zombie or, like, one of the World War Z or Rex zombies wouldn't be fun. Mm-hmm. But it would be a relatively quick death. Uh, not with the Deadites. Like, mm-hmm. the, just watching well, yeah. them, like, claw and shred and stab and poke. The, the pencil in the ankle is mm-hmm. such a specific thing that, like... But just, like, seeing it jerked around in there, mm-hmm. you're like, that's... I don't like that. I'd rather you just killed me outright. Well, they are, they're torturous. Oh, they're, yeah. They're torturous zombies. And it, it's sort of like the worst humans in a zombie apocalypse and the worst zombies in a zombie apocalypse sort of meet together. Oh, fascinating. And one, like, torturous being. Yeah. Because, like, I mean, like, humans torture each other in zombie apocalypses. Oh, yeah. But, like, you know, it, it it's just, it's just, like, pure evil. Like, pure, I enjoy hurting you. Oh, yeah. Like, there's no reason. There's uh-huh. no meaning behind it. Uh-huh. They, they, they just do it because... Because they can. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, it's like, it's. we joked about it with the movie. We're like, yeah, they just happened to be there. They happened to reawaken the the Deadites. And the Deadites were like, great, we're your problem now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, I thought it was interesting that the Deadites were sort of, they were also like sort of ghosts. You never saw the ghosts, but like, you know, they were obviously spirits moving around the forest and manipulating the plants and stuff, mm-hmm. which I thought was really interesting that it was um, a completely different take on zombie, even though this was like one of the first zombie movies that came out. Sure. You know, it's not the average zombie movie. And and touching on that too is like um, how, how well this movie moved away from basic tropes. Of course there were some tropes, like the uncomfortably long chase scene oh, of sure. the woman in the forest. Sure. Or like, the douchey guy and like you know the sex and the nudity. Right. There's always going to be those tropes. I feel like. Oh but sure. Like the 
but they moved away from like, oh, now stuff's going on. We got to go. Yeah. You know, instead of like staying and like figuring it out. Um, they were all like, oh, yeah, yep, it's time leaving. to leave, but then yeah, they couldn't. Exactly. You know, they had an obstacle. They also, like, mentioned that the car was giddy anyway, so that's why it wouldn't start. Yes. You know, I, I always hate it when I watch a horror movie and the car just doesn't start, even though it was working fine in the previous scenes, you I, know? I remember watching Halloween H2O with mm-hmm. you, and, and you were like, why? Why won't it start? Like, that doesn't make sense. It was fine. It's a new car. It looks new. Yeah. But, um, yeah, just how Evil Dead, like, moved away from all those tropes without it, like, being, you know, with it being the first one, and then those sort of tropes that kind of developed oh, sure, as that the it, movies that it came out. established its mm-hmm. own thing. Because it's, it's the same thing with watching uh, movies like Halloween, where mm-hmm. where they are the pioneers of their time that had come out. And, you know, like you said, we, we've, we've got access to so many different tropes and, and, and different cliches that exist in the genre as a whole. Uh, but it's fascinating. So, so, so sometimes it's like predictable, but you have mm-hmm. to remind yourself that this was the first like mainstream cabin in the woods type mm-hmm. of a yeah. type of a deal. Um, and and yeah, I, I I agree though. There is a lot of it because there are some sometimes that you're watching a movie that came out in this time period and it's extremely dated, mm-hmm. like super just doesn't hold up. And mm-hmm. I was very pleasantly surprised. I'm like, no, a lot of this still works. It's mm-hmm. not. It's not hollow in any ways. Mm-hmm. It's it's very fleshed out. It doesn't necessarily have a plot, but that's not what it's about. Yeah, yeah, and and you know, um, you, you I feel like with these movies, you have to give credit where credit is due. Where like it wasn't a perfect movie, you know. Right. It obviously had a lot of flaws, especially with being an indie film, mm-hmm. you know. But like it was, it it pioneered a lot of these other. Um, horror movies and these other zombie movies as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe. Um, oh man, why can't I remember his name? I should remember his name. Um, Kirkman. He wrote the Walking Dead comics. Oh, Robert Kirkman. I think. Is that okay? Don't crucify me if I got it wrong. <laughs> I'm not sure. I can't believe I forgot it. But um, like he, I believe he said before that like. He was inspired by, you know, movies like The Evil Dead to write The Walking Dead comics. Sure, And sure. so, yeah, it's just, you know, I can't do this podcast without ever touching on The Evil Dead at least. Sure, know. yeah. It's 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 like Night of the Living Dead in mm-hmm. the sense that there are these key cornerstones in zombie media as mm-hmm. a whole that, that kind of just take the ball and run with it and revolutionize mm-hmm. what can be understood from zombies going forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um... So I want to talk about um, how they, I mean, kind of going back to the tropes where they kind of allow it to happen Mm -hmm. is um, they like went into the basement and um, read from the book that was made out of human flesh and and, inked in human blood. And And I saw that book and immediately I was like, we don't touch that book. That That book is right there. And and then they listen to the tape and the guy explains like, hey, this is what I was doing up here. Uh, My wife turned into a zombie. Um, (laughs) Also, like dick move of the guy to be like yeah. the, the incantation they are summoned by this specific incantation anyway I'm going to record to this yeah he's like I'm going to just record the incantation uh-huh. just in case people want to know like, yeah, just I, in case ultimately, people listen to this. ultimately yeah. his fault of the movie yeah well just the yeah I, I mean I just I just thought it was you know I, I love finding ways when I direct horror movies 
to have it not be so incredibly stupid that like they totally invited this in. Sure. You know. Sure. Because um, I, I think that's one of the tropes that bugs me the most. Um, like I just directed a short called Scarecrow. Right. And I tried to write it as if like, you know, it was their friend trying to prank them, but that the minute that they knew something was wrong, they tried to run away. Mm -hmm. But it was already too late. Like the Scarecrow already caught up to them. Sure. The killer. Sure. You know. And I try to figure out things like that where like, so that it's not so like. They're not exploring this evil. They're not, like, trying to invite right. it in for no reason, you know? And so, yeah, I just thought it was funny that, mm -hmm. um, that they were just... They f***ed <sighs> around and they found out. Oh, they really did. <laughs> they like, found out. <laughs> hardcore. It's... Yeah, I don't know. It's fascinating. And that's, and that's a conversation that's brought up a lot with horror, uh, in particular, is kind of that question of suspension of disbelief in mm -hmm. terms of, like... Yeah, sure. You know, because it's so... Everybody talks about it in like the chase scenes a lot where it's like mm -hmm. oh you tripping on nothing why you know you yeah. can't open the door but it's it's fascinating how how much of it was kind of laid out in the beginning where it was kind of on the kids entirely because mm -hmm. because yeah. the the influence of the of the deadites and the condarian demons in particular were kind of there throughout with with them opening the trap door and things like that mm -hmm. but but yeah, it, it it really was just on the kids for yeah. for kind of inviting that. I'll still blame the archaeologist for recording yeah, it in sure, the first sure, sure, place, sure, sure. but and investigating it. In oh the first yeah, place. this ancient horrific thing. And he's just like, yeah, we we found all of these horrific. We this book. <laughs> we found the Necronomicon Why? ex mortis. Why? We're gonna take it back to just you know a random cabin in Michigan. Yeah. Just read it out there. The normal things. I mean. Like, would you, would you even open up that book, Anton? Listen, I, if, like, because, because it's, it's interesting, and it'll be fun to watch the other movies, because the look of the Necronomicon kind of changes a little mm -hmm. bit. This one is a little bit less, like, because the, the other movies, it's like, that's a book with a face. That's, that's, <laughs> lit. what is, for this one, I'd probably open it and be like, ah, oh, interesting. That's about where I'm stopping, mm -hmm. though, because it's got, mm -hmm. the, it's got the, the little insignias in like a different language all the yeah. pictures with skulls really cool like i i, I would 100 percent in like the comfort of my own home be like yeah i'd buy i'd buy those hang that up on the wall that's normal mm -hmm. no i'd probably die in these movies now that i'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm just talking myself into a corner i'd be like no this is cool yeah well i, I don't know man i guess i guess i would be intrigued but like if I, I feel like I would open it up, but once I heard that it was made out of human flesh and inked with human blood, I'd be like, this book Maybe is, not. yeah, the, Maybe we're not, not, not going to touch this anymore. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, kind of a, a last thing I wanted to touch on was um, that he didn't want to dismember her body because, I mean, obviously because, like, it was his girlfriend and stuff. Oh, sure. But, like, I mean, the movie probably would have ended way earlier if he did. Sure. I mean, but like, um, just that, just that mental block he had that he knew what he had to do, but he decided not to. And that ended up making it worse for him later on into the night. Sure. You know? Yeah. Um, just like, yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Well, and it's fascinating, especially in comparing like Ash and what, ha what happens with him versus Scotty, uh, especially because, you know, uh, I believe Sherry was her name, was Scotty's uh, girlfriend, when she got possessed mm -hmm. and everything. Scotty just immediately was like, great, we're dismembering oh, her now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's ready to go. just goes ham on her. And it's, 
So it's very fascinating to kind of compare the two because Ash is Ash is not a typical lead, and yeah. I'm very excited to watch the rest of these movies with you because this series goes places. Uh-huh. Uh but and and Ash is along for the ride. But in this movie in particular, Ash is a very non-conventional main character. They kind of yeah. they kind of build it up that like Scotty's going to be the main character because he's yeah. the leading man. He's the one who goes to the cabin he's the first. He's guy. the assertive guy. He's exactly. the ambitious guy, yeah. And and then they just immediately sideline him and are like, "No, he got messed up in the woods. Now it's Ash." And uh-huh. Ash is kind of just like forced into that like hero role yeah where, where he doesn't that's interesting have much of a choice in the matter he just happens to be the last one not possessed mm-hmm. and and so i it's it's fascinating because it, it in moments like not dismembering linda it's it's moments like that where you get a glimpse into the fact that he doesn't want to be a hero. Because mm. uh, some people talk lots of smack when it comes to zombies when they're like, oh, if I can have like an excuse to go out, I'd be like, you know, yeah. top zombie hunter. It would be, there'd be nothing stopping me. And it's so clear that he doesn't want to be involved yeah. in any of this. And and the Deadites are just forcing him to. Like, mm-hmm. he's, and, and it's, there, there's kind of this hint of tragedy to him in that mm. regard where he... He he has to make these these tough choices and like you know there's the scene where he's like making an announcement at the dinner table before the trap door pops open, mm-hmm. where you really get the sense that you're like oh he really cares about these people they're you know they're important people to his life it's his friend it's his girlfriend it's his sister mm-hmm. it's man and so and it, so to kind of put yourselves in put yourself in his shoes it's kind of nice watching it with you and being like I have a friend right here mm-hmm. my friend got possessed by an ancient <laughs> demon and is a full-on zombie tried to kill me. What would I do? Well, I mentioned, that I mentioned that. I'm like, well, that's the end to a friendship right there, which is sort of floating and saying, I'm going to murder all of you. You're you know? like, yeah, that's not really a good way <laughs> to set a boundary. Right? <laughs> it's just, this is a... Uh, <laughs> this friendship isn't working out. Right? I'm going to go. Um, but yeah, and while you were saying that, it made me think, like, thinking back into the movie, the other four characters, three characters... Yeah, there were three girls, two guys, right? Yes. So four? Yeah, four. Yeah. The other four characters, um, they they all sort of had different character flaws, mm-hmm. and they all ended up turning, except for Ash. Ash, con- consistently throughout the movie, um, kept trying to get people to get along and to be yeah. nice to one another. Yeah. And, and, you know, I mean, I think... I, it wasn't very clear how the, how the zombie virus is spread, like... Uh, I'm pretty sure you have to die, and then the ghost like possesses you. Um, but like, I think it's I think it's telling that Ash didn't turn into one because he is he is good at heart. Sure, you yeah, know? yeah, one hundred percent. And and he he creates a very interesting final character in that mm-hmm. regard because you yeah. know we 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 have all this talk of the final girls. You've got mm-hmm. Ripley from Alien and Laurie Strode from Halloween. Um, I thought I thought his sister was going to be the final girl. Interesting. That was my that was my first thought that yeah because it shows the two couples in the two rooms and then it shows her i'm like she's gonna be the final girl oh fascinating yeah. that's so cool mm-hmm. i i i love watching movies with people going blind because my i you know i have a fairly extensive knowledge of horror and that's great lots of fun <laughs> it means that there are a lot of movies mm-hmm. where there are certain turning points 
movies like The Thing or Scream or Saw that I already know the endings to mm -hmm. just through osmosis of the community. And so yeah. it's awesome hearing your perspective as to just kind of, you know, defaulting and being like, all right, it's going to be her. And Ashes just kind of comes out of left field. He, mm -hmm. again, just yeah. happens to be the last person yeah. remaining. And, mm -hmm. and it's and awesome really to follow cool. him. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, you kind of watch him go through like, all five stages of grief just in this movie. <laughs> well, Dude is... When he goes to his friend, he's like, we're going to get out of here. I'm like, oh, like, he's okay. not getting out. No, he's, no. he's kind of out he's, for the He's couch. out, yeah. <laughs> but, like, he he goes through it. And, uh -huh. man, got to be like, what are the worst days ever? Because, oh, yeah. yeah, he survived, kind of, because there's the, there's the little ending bit. Mm -hmm. But he survived, but, like, at what cost? Well, yeah, and, like, also... If he goes out into civilization and he's alive and all his friends are dead and dismembered, like he's going to prison. No, there's no there's, there's no, no way, logical there's way to no explain. way he's explaining and this, and everyone's like, mm -hmm. makes sense. Yeah, like there's no way they're not gonna be like, you murdered your friends. Yeah, I mean, in a way, the the ending of the movie is kind of metaphorical to that too, mm -hmm. in, in the sense that it's. You know, there is the, there's the happy music, and the sun is coming out, and it's great. And then the evil entity is like, nope, just kidding. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of, you know, because that's not something that usually is factored in, is the kind of the consequences of yeah. of the, that entire, you know, the movie that mm -hmm. we just watched. Um, and I love when movies kind of tackle that a little bit. Mm -hmm. Get Out did a great job of it in, mm -hmm. in the movie that it built up, but yeah. It's mm -hmm. it's it's really phenomenal. I'm I'm glad I, I was able to rewatch this because watching it on my own, I was kind of you know half checked out and things, mm -hmm. and it was weird. And I think I was like trying to eat lunch or something at the same time, and that was not happening watching mm -hmm. watching this movie. Um, so it was really nice kind of to rewatch it and get this fresh look at it because yeah. I I do think that I'm like yeah I think this kind of racks itself up as one of my favorite horror movies. Yeah, that's a, good. A lot of a lot of. A lot of horror movies, especially these these franchise movies, the first movie is really hit or miss, and I feel like Evil Dead is a strong mm -hmm. strong start. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I agree, and I'm excited to watch the rest of them um, as well. Uh, do you have anything else you would like to add before we get into the moral dilemma? Uh, no, I'm just really excited to watch these the rest of these movies because yeah, I'm, I'm more familiar with two and three in particular, mm -hmm. and. I don't, I don't think there's anything that I could say that can prepare you for oh, no. the rest of these I'm movies. I'm so scared. All right, well, uh, we will be right back after a short musical interlude with a moral dilemma. simple one okay um but would you ever investigate a dark creepy basement that is unknown to you all right this is a great question uh-huh um if i were by myself absolutely not uh -huh. I, I i hardly ever go into my own basement in my house mm. when i am you know, alone mm. in the middle of the daytime. Like I, when I, I am by it is, myself, it, I, it's it's that primordial fear where it's like, no, there's something down there. You're mm -hmm. gonna like, it's baked into our DNA at that yeah. point. So if I'm by myself, absolutely not. Like I, hard pass, big yeah. no. Um, if I'm with other people though, 
I, I don't think that I would ever initiate it, mostly because I do have this knowledge of horror movies, and I'm like, mm -hmm. that's not going to end well. We don't want to do that. As, as well as a fair amount of, like, you know, true crime and mm -hmm. general sure. the real world being scary. Mm -hmm. uh, but, but I do also have this people-pleasing nature and this huge, like, FOMO where if a group of people did it, then I probably would. Yeah. Um, it's like an allegory that it's happened in my life before, where mm -hmm. games like uh, Slender, The Lost Pages, or when Five Nights at Freddy's was coming out, I would have never played that on my own. Mm -hmm. Never in a million years. But me and all my cousins would, like, huddle in the basement of our grandparents' uh, house. They had, like, you know, a little nook underneath the stairs, and we'd all gather around one person's mm -hmm. iPad and play the games, and so... So I think I would, if I were with other people. <laughs> mm -hmm. if, and somebody else was like, we're going to go. And I'm like, okay, yeah, we yeah. are. We're going to go. This is great. Yeah, I think, well, like, I I think horror, the horror genre is so interesting anyway. Because, like, you know, I've watched horror movies by myself. And I'm sure mm. you have, too. Oh, yeah. And it, it just doesn't hit the same as when you're watching it with other people. No. Because it, it's, I feel like horror movies are supposed to be an experience. One thousand Done with people. Like, it's like going to a haunted house by yourself. Yeah. Like, yeah. like it, it'll, it'll be fine, but it's not near the same. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think the same would go for, like, one, you feel safer with other people, and two, like, you, you would be able to break the tension easier if you were with other people. Oh, huge. Like, if you were just by, like, I, I had probably one of the scariest basements as a kid growing up. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it was. It, it felt like the back rooms before Ooh, I even knew like what the back rooms spaces. were. Like liminal space. Like liminal yeah. space. It was like all concrete. Um, yeah. And then like for the food storage. So you would walk in and and um, it would be like the, the washing machine dryer. You would turn a corner and it, there would just be boxes and then the food storage was all the way in the back. Mm. And then another corner with oh. no light was the furnace. Nope. And like the water heater. Mm -mm, nope. And I was convinced as a kid there was something living in that corner by the water heater. Oh, of course. Um, and I hated every single time I would have to go to the, the food storage. Yeah. My mom would be like, hey, I need a can of this. I'd be like, okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I think it would be easier being with other people. Oh, yeah. I, I think the curiosity would get the better of me. Like if we were in a cabin... Um, and at first, I probably wouldn't think that anything was up, unless it was locked, which it was. Sure. If it was locked, I'd be like, something's not right about no, this. No, thank you. Um, yeah. But, like, if it was just a regular basement and I was with a group of friends, I'd be like, whatever. But I think it would also depend on my feeling about it. Um, you know, ever since I was a kid, I've always had sensitivities to energies. Oh, interesting. You, like, I don't know if it's ghosts, I don't know if it's spirits. Or sure. just energy in general. Sure. But I... So, me and a group of friends, um, you know Quentin, he was a part of that group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, me and a shout group out to of, Q. Yeah, shout out to Q, baby. Um, we were part of that group. We, for some reason, we had dinner, mm -hmm. and Q mentioned, he was like, why don't we go up to Ted Bundy's cabin? I don't know why. No. <laughs> no. I don't know why he mentioned it. I don't know what was in his head. I take we back were... my shout out. <laughs> I take it back. And we were all like, that sounds like a great idea. And we go. And, um, you know, Ted Bundy had a bunch of different places depending on where he lived at the time and where he moved. Sure. And we went up the canyon and we found the spot and the cabin was like, was like ripped up. The only thing that was there was like the outline of the foundation mm. and then the doorway to the basement. And I don't like that. Uh, yeah. And 
Um, so we walk up, and everything feels fine. Nothing out of the ordinary. Sure, We're walking sure. around the area, and then um, Quentin was like, Zach, you should go in the basement. And I was like, um, I was like I'll give it a shot. Oh, no, it's and No, listen, boy. listen. <laughs> So it was like a doorway. It was it wasn't like a cellar thing. It was sure. like a doorway and then a dark staircase leading down. Mm-hmm. The minute the minute I walked in that doorway, all the light all the light absorbed from my vision. I hate it. And I couldn't hear a thing. It was like the darkness was tangible. Oof. I could feel the darkness around me and I was looking down and I saw like a pipe with a chain around it and I was like I'm not going in that place. You're going to go. Good like, call. Good and I turned around, and then everything felt fine. And like, I, I think it totally depends on the feeling oh, I sure. would get. Because sure. if I ever felt that feeling again, I'd be like, I'm like, out it. of here. That's it. You know? Man, high schoolers are so dumb, dude. <laughs> I When I was in high school, there was... I And I have no idea, because I never had any experiences with this, but I had a bunch of friends who talked about... Uh, sightings of like a werewolf or a dogman like mm-hmm. creature up around yeah. the canyon where we were at and there was one night that we were like let's just go look for it and I'm like looking back <laughs> at that as a 22 year old now I'm like that was so dumb that was so yeah. like best case scenario we find a werewolf and we're just like Okay, we'll just walk away from that. Like what yeah. did we expect was going to happen? Yeah, I, it's it's just so funny <laughs> and you know what I am so intrigued with dark with dark um things in the woods mm-hmm. and at night that I probably wouldn't have acted any differently, you know? Sure, I mean, sure. I was curious about the basement, I felt the darkness, and I walked out. You dipped But, like, you know, if even even if I didn't believe, like, if someone was like, hey, let's go look for the Mothman, mm-hmm. you know, we were in the general area of Ciders, sure. I'm down to go hunt for like, the Mothman, yeah, I'm, in, no, I'm in, No, yeah, um, again, I talk mad, because, like, <laughs> I literally have a friend who we were like, Let's go do just cryptid hunting or do whatever. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. sounds great. This can only end it's well. It's all fun and games until you actually see the cryptid. Oh, yeah. Like, uh huh. We're like, we're in the moment. I'm like, mm, ah, don't like, don't like this. I talk, I, I don't know. People always ask because that's the age old question is like, you, mm-hmm. you watch a lot of horror movies. Would you survive in a horror movie? And generally, I'm like, I mean, I think so, mostly because I have an anxiety disorder, and that's going to prevent me from putting myself in most situations yeah. where a horror thing would happen. Mm-hmm. But then I talk for a little while, and I'm like, no, nah, we're all kind of <laughs> dumb. We're all yeah. kind of dumb. There's, like, the zombie apocalypse happens, and I am not one of, like, the, the industrial survivor types that mm-hmm. is going to... I'm, like, I'm genuinely probably going to be, like... Oh, I'm gonna, you know, be at the top of this building. Nobody's gonna see me. It's gonna be great. And then one morning, I'm gonna slip and fall. I, I feel like I feel like in a zombie apocalypse, you would definitely be like, um, you know, you'd be like Bill from uh, The Last of Us, like, sure. like not not necessarily like the the you know um, survival redneck type, but sure. just sort of like like. I am going to just isolate myself <laughs> I'm not gonna, from the bad I, stuff. Oh, yeah. I'm like, I'm an introvert. I'll just be like, it'll be great. I'll be fine for like a week. I can forage for food. I'm good. It's fine. I'm, good at, I'm just, know, just straight into the mountains. I'm like, I don't need I, I can That's definitely fine. see you. I'll just care. Like, I don't just need. don't tell anyone where you're going. No, I just leave. <laughs> just, everyone's going to everyone's the like, where's Anton? Did he survive? And, and I'm just. 20 years later, we just find him in the woods. And with I'm just like feral. I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah, um, but yeah. Do you have anything else you want to mention? You want to talk about? Um, no, no. I'm just, I'm just excited to to take this, take this journey with the with the Evil Dead with you going yeah. forward. And you, humble listener, it'll be great to have you. And as they say in the Evil Dead, 
join us. Hey, Ayo. All right, well, uh, do you have anything you want to plug? Anything you're doing right now? Or? Uh, no, not particularly. I'm working, and it is sucking the soul out of me. But you know what? True I'm that. getting paid. True that. At least you're getting paid. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, so I am I am streaming Twitch now um, on every Saturday at... It might shift a little bit um, when this episode comes out, but right now it's at 10 p.m. Right now it's March 1st, and this episode isn't coming out till like, end of March. So... Uh, we'll see, but right now it's every Saturday at 10 p.m. Um, and the my Twitch name is at the real Zach Van ZZ. Uh, all the Z's are capitalized. Anton was like the first person to view my Twitch stream. It was Until Dawn. It was good stuff. Highly and recommend. I have something sad to say. Tell me. I lost the footage. No. Of the Until Dawn stream. Tragic. I I thought it was 14 days. Um, that it would stay on Twitch, but it was mm. seven days. Uh. And I went on it, and yeah. But Sad. I still have my first Witcher one, so that's good. And we all we we were there. We were yeah, there. We were there. We, we all we were there. there. I saved everyone except for Chris. Hey, screw him. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, screw Chris. Um, but yeah. Anyway, thank you guys for listening. Um, and go ahead and check out the Fortune Horseman YouTube page. And yeah, uh, talk to you guys later. Bye bye. Mm -hmm.